thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I'm Lawrence Tam. I'm David Kristoff. And I'm Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicating bringing wellness into our lives. And today we have a very special guest, one of our own, The Wellness Couch, from Up for a Chat, Kim Morrison, who is a five-time best-selling author, mother, wife, and world record holder and founding director of 28 Chemical Free Skin Care. And she's going to be the one, the one person from the Upford Chat that will bring The Wellness Guy from a G rating to an R rating possible tonight. So <laughs> welcome to the show, Kim. Thank you very much, Lawrence. That's very sweet of you. <laughs> so, Kim, I mean, that was just a brief introduction to uh, of you. Could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started into the wellness um, paradigm and the health paradigm? Sure. I, look, I think like many of us, we just find ourselves in the right place at the right time. And I was working in a gymnasium in Melbourne and right next door to the gymnasium was a natural therapies college and I had $180 in my bank account and there was a 10-week course advertised for $160 and I signed up and like I'm sure many of you will appreciate, um, the more I learned, the more I realized I didn't know and that 10-week course became three and a half years of diploma after diploma. So, and I, you know, very much interested in the whole health and well-being industry and certainly from a sporting angle as well. Kim, you are super sporty. You come from a very sporty background um, and, you know, your whole family is super sporty. Most people or a lot of people get into natural health and natural therapies because they've been sick. Now, this wasn't your case, was it? And you just alluded to studying natural medicine with regards to, you know, enhancing sport. What, what did you find throughout your studies? You know, I think the biggest thing for me was nutrition, Damien. You'll be very happy to know. I, I, I happened to meet a, an incredible man called Cliff Young, which some of you may be very familiar with, who yes. won the inaugural Sydney to Melbourne race at 68 years of age. What and, a farmer. Yeah, he was phenomenal and, and one of my greatest mentors till to this day. What? But I learned looking after him and then looking after ultramarathon athletes how important food, and you will love this, Damien, poo, was we used to look at everything that went in and everything that came out. Oh, good. good. Yes. Excellent. You actually personally looked at it. You had a look at it? Oh, I love poo. I really? think it's amazing. Did you pull it apart? Use your hands? Did you, what uh, did you do? Not my hands, not my hands, Damien. Don't get too carried away. Just You're such a worry. No, I think for many of us, and as a mum, I... I certainly look at, at those sorts of things as, uh, as a sign of health or not good health. And certainly for me, nutrition was the number one thing. And then I happened to meet a man at the Wacker, um, a man who played cricket for New Zealand, Danny Morrison, who opened the bowling for 10 years for New Zealand. And, of course, keeping him on the park. One He's of my the same cricket. surname as you, Kim. Oh, that's right. Um, happened to marry the guy. Um, but certainly for me, you know, as part of our income was his body and making sure that body stayed out there on the park and did the job. And so for me, nutrition, massage, rehabilitation, chiropractic, osteopathic, naturopathic, we, we went into every modality. And I think anybody that's involved in sport will agree that if you can look after that body in the most optimum way, then you're giving it the best chance to give it its optimum best. So I think that's definitely the key for me was nutrition. Nice, Kim. Nice. And welcome to the show, Kim. It's good to have you. You're obviously my alter ego on the uh, Up For A Chat show. So it's good to have you on. 
We've got our own little pairs here, haven't we? We've got our own little click going here. So it's good to have you on. Um, but Kim, you spoke about nutrition and obviously nutrition for athletes, and it's something we get asked about a lot on the show. And obviously, with you being, you know, a world record holding ultra marathon runner, and your husband being an elite cricketer, then I'm really curious to hear, you know, what's your take on nutrition? What did you guys really focus on to get things right in terms of sporting performance? You know, for us, even way back when Danny was playing, we knew things like wheat and sugar were major problems for him. And he did many things like the candida diet and just things to make sure. Because you can imagine for someone like Danny traveling to places like India and Pakistan and Sri Lanka, his digestive system got very much you know, played around and, and certainly upset a lot of the time. And when I traveled with him, I got to experience that myself. Um, and so for us, we learned that clean, simple eating um, with good protein, um, probably very much along the paleo diet without even knowing that term back then is definitely what we follow, good amounts of protein. And for us, uh, even back then for me, greens was, was a big thing. I had a massive plate of greens oh, nice. and then a piece of protein. Um, low sugar for me was very big even back then and even for me when I was running um, and doing my own ultra events, my body couldn't handle high sugar or high carb foods like wheat or or lots of dairy. So without even realizing it, Brett, I think paleo was very much along the lines. Even though I personally don't eat red meat, I did it with eggs and chicken and fish. Um, but Danny loves his red meat, so we found for him it was definitely the best way. And even Danny hasn't eaten now wheat, and and you know I'm not sure if many people will be aware of this, but a lot of athletes when they finish their careers, and we've seen the likes of this with people like Ian Thorpe, who you know they they fall off the wagon. A lot of these guys they 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 suffer a lot with depression. They they don't know who they are anymore. And one of the key factors for Danny to get through his depression was leaving all wheat and most sugar behind, and that was a, a critical factor for us to learn just how potent you know, food is for the body and how we respond in our everyday lives. Kim, I mean, obviously you and uh, Danny as well, like, I mean, you guys are both professional athlete, you know, and you are still in great shape. And obviously, like you just mentioned, you know, guys like Ian Thorpe and people who come out of professional sport, they kind of, they not just lose their weight, but they obviously, they kind of turn a corner. What what are some of the strategies, other than nutrition you just mentioned already, what are other some of the strategies to help you um, keep in shape, in the best shape of your life still, but also that will help our listeners? I think physical exercise is a massive component. I know for Danny personally, part of beating his depression was was allowing his body to still train. And I really have to say to you, that saved his life. Um, tragically for Danny, his sister took her life nine years ago. So we went through a lot of personal, emotional and very mental issues within our family unit. And, you know, nutrition was massive. But I would probably say for Danny, he probably didn't focus on the nutrition so much as the exercise. And I probably made sure I fed him the right foods. So, Mm. you know, anyone that's been in a situation where they've had, you know, mental illness or, or problems or even like for Danny coming out of a career where he was highly profiled and for myself even, you know, once you've finished as an athlete, you know, who are you? What are you about? Well, the thing that kept me going was definitely focusing on nutrition but definitely physical exercise. I mean, after I had my second child, I was carrying a little bit of excess weight and for me, having goals, having challenges in front of me was very important so, you know, I'd never 
worn a bikini in my life. I never felt like I had the right physique, even though I was an athlete. I never really believed I had the most nicest figure, which I know sounds crazy, but this is the stupid thing that goes on in women's heads sometimes, maybe men's as well. But the focus for me after I had Jacob was I decided I wanted to be one of those before and after photos. So I did a body sculpting competition. And my gosh, I learned very quickly there that everything that goes into my mouth has an absolute effect on my physical well-being and definitely on body fat. So I learned that nutrition was big, obviously exercise, but lately I've also found, and probably in the last 15, 20 years, I've also been very aware of of toxins, you know, in the home, um, what we put on our skin, what we use. Um, when, when I had my children, you know, Danny was a highly profiled athlete and we had many beautiful, well-meaning people send us gifts in the post. We had a front cover magazine story wedding. We had our babies were always on the front cover of magazines. It was quite a surreal world, really. But out of that, people would send us the most beautiful gifts. And a lot of those times, they were gifts that I would not put onto or into my children's or my lives. So it was, you know, in our bodies. And it was very, it was very hard for me to be gracious in accepting these things, but also very, I had very strong non-negotiables on what will go into and onto my body. And and I just, I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't even give them away. I had to throw them out because I don't believe in a lot of these products and these big conglomerates. And I know you guys talk a lot about nutrition and these big, you know, Monsantos and people like that. But I can assure you in the beauty and personal health, you know, personal care products industry, it's even less regulated than the, than the nutritional industry. And that's really scary. Yeah, that's great points there, Kim. And can we just drill down a little bit there? Because I know that we, we, we've spoken about nutrition going in through the mouth. Um, Lawrence often talks about nutrition going in through the mind, which is, you know, mindset. And I love that concept that, you know, what you read, what you listen to, what you, uh, you know, what you see is the nutrition going in through, you know, visual and auditory stimulus. But we're talking now about nutrition that goes in through your skin. Now, there was a long time, there was a thought for a long time that things didn't go through your skin. In fact, you put whatever you wanted on your skin, but it wouldn't cause any problems. And of course, you know, bit by bit, as natural therapies and naturopaths have kicked on and led the charge and said, hey, that can't be true, you know, this stuff actually does get into your body, we've learned a whole lot of stuff about what these certain chemicals can do to the body. Should we just maybe drill down a little bit? to talk about some of the things that you've learned about while you've been studying these as to what can happen with certain chemicals going into the body. Like you mentioned earlier when we're off air about obesogens and carcinogens and all these different toxins. Can you maybe elaborate on that a bit? Yeah, it's it's scary. Uh, um, you know, over the years, I've been I, I wanted to create my own skincare range based on essential oils because I'm an aromatherapist and and I wanted to use plant extracts. And I kept getting told it couldn't happen. In fact, I needed to have parabens in my products. I needed to have um, emulsifiers and and lathering agents, and they were all chemically you know created. And I kept fighting them, going. I, surely I shouldn't have to do that. Surely there must be some natural ways of doing it. You know, it took me 10 years to create this range and to find the right people to work with my own personal range and and looking at a lot of fantastic product ranges out there, which is growing phenomenally all the time, I'm pleased to say. But predominantly, we now... 
we know that many things, uh, you know, like parabens and like um, phthalates and, and different things like B, BPAs and all those sorts of things do have an effect physiologically and chemically within the body. But over in, in, in 2006, this new phrase was coined by Dr. Bruce Blomberg over in, in the United States, um, a professor of cell biology, and he's coined this phrase called obesogens. And there's now 20 chemicals that have definitely been classified in this category of obesogens, which are basically chemicals that have the ability to alter fat metabolism and also promote fat retention. So here's people thinking, you know, that they're going to exercise more or eat better and they still can't shift that last 5, 10 kilos. And they may not be aware, but it's their shampoo could be making them fat. Their their moisturizer could be causing their fatness or their obesity issues. And and that really triggered something for me. It's only a new phrase, but you only have to have a look. And, and how these things work in the body is they behave like endocrine disruptors. So we know that when they enter the body, when they're in the system, the body, it's, it doesn't know what to do with them. And they're stored in the liver, the kidneys. Um, they act like uh, hormones in the body, but they're actually mimicking them. So if we have too much of any, say, estrogen in the body, we know that the body is going to have adverse effects. It can be you know, anything from infertility through to um, weight issues, through to sperm production. It's it's, it's actually massive and I think the more I've looked into it, the more I realize that my heart, my essence, my my true source and I'm sure for you and all of your listeners, those of us that really do believe in nature knows best and getting back to the most natural source possible, the way that we've evolved for you know tens of thousands of years is probably not a bad way to be when it comes to skincare. So even using things like cold-pressed oils or, um, you know, like using what I believe what's in your pantry in the kitchen should also pretty much replicate what's in your bathroom. And and that's no joke. I, I know if I run out of sweet almond oil in my bathroom, I can go to the pantry and get my olive oil out and put that on my skin and, and know that I'm feeding good nutrition into and onto my body. And you were saying before, Damien, that you know we, we weren't aware that the skin was absorbing things. Well, yeah. unfortunately, it's not even that. It, it's it's a harsher system because we don't have a digestive system. Like if we swallow a poison or something that's not good, often we'll we'll get rid of it through vomiting or, or, or with loose bowels or something. The body just wants to expel it as quickly as possible. That's right. The skin does not have that same protection mechanism. The minute it enters the hair follicle and into the bloodstream, it's in there. Yep. So, you know, for many of us, you know, that have become more aware of what we're putting into our bodies, you know, we have to also understand that if you are a human being living on this planet, we are going to be affected by chemicals. I mean, there is chemicals found in polar bears' blood in the Antarctic. It is natural. Unfortunately, in this day and age, we are affected by chemicals, good and not so good. But the thing that I believe is that we can actually control and what we can bring about a difference is what we have in the home. So look in your bathroom cabinet, look in your pantry and and see where these hidden chemicals are. And the scary thing is, is, you know, you only need to see the word perfume written on some of your personal care products like a deodorant or even clothes washing powder, your shampoo, and you know that there's probably around 300 chemicals alone just creating that word perfume. And within the word perfume, there's about 300 chemicals within, you know, that or, you know, at least a couple of hundred chemicals in that in a group of chemicals called phthalates. And phthalates are... 
things that make things smell nicely. So, um, you know, when, when you smell your clothes washing powder and it lasts on your clothes, you can be assured that there's perfume or fragrance in there, which is a group of chemicals called phthalates. And these phthalates are definitely hormone disruptors, but they also affect weight, homeostasis, and also our fat metabolism. So it's pretty frightening to think that your clothes washing powder can make you fat, don't you think? Yeah, that's, that's unbelievable, Kim. And I, I know for us, when we were trying to figure out what to stock in our practice in terms of you know, chemical stuff or, or you know, uh, perfumes and stuff we were happy to stock, we started looking at the different ranges that are out there and it is just scary when you actually start looking at these, you know, they claim to be organic or they claim to be clean or natural or whatever words they use, but you actually start looking at what the ingredients are and it's just so scary. So I guess for people, Kim, they're, they're now sort of sitting there thinking, well, maybe I need to check all the stuff I've got at home. So when they turn over, you know, I know Cindy gave us a great example of, you know, what to do when you're looking at food and how to read the labels, but, you know, how do people read the labels in terms of healthcare and personal care products? Like what sort of stuff should they be looking out for? What are the really dangerous ones? And, and I guess what should they be looking for to be in it as well, not just not in it? I think for me, you know, to, to bring it back to basics and how I teach my children is how I like nice. to teach others how to do it. So my kids, if they pick up something at the supermarket and we and I say to them, well, what's in it? And I know for a fact that if they pick up something like, um, oh, gosh, I don't even know what they're called, um, um, you know, grain waves, is it, or something like that. Like, like kids at school have these, mm. they're like chips or something or other and they're flavoured and and I'll, that, they're just as seduced by marketing as anyone else and I'll say, look, turn it over, tell me what's in it. So... The minute they see the number 621, they know that it's a non-negotiable in our house. There's just no way that MSG is a lat. And believe it or not, MSG is also considered one of the number one chemicals that's classified as obesogens. So so is fructose, by the way. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, for those of you interested in nutrition, you, you, you see fructose or high fructose corn syrup and so many things and you see MSG and so many things. So they're two things that they know they're not allowed to have. And also the other one for me is 951, you know, aspartame or I, I don't know how you Australians say aspartame or something or other, but anyway, aspartame. Um, well done, well done. <laughs> so for me, from a, from a skincare or personal care product, the minute I see the words parabens, now that could be methylparaben, polyparaben, ethanparaben, it doesn't matter which paraben, but the minute I see the word parabens, it's a non-negotiable. It goes back on the shelf. I don't want it in, in my cupboards and I don't want it near us. If I see the words sodium lauryl sulfate or so sodium lauryl sulfate, I will put it back. I don't want that on there. If I see the word fragrance or perfume, it's not there. They're my basic ones. And believe it or not, those tend to be in 90% of the skincare ranges out there. So, you know, even looking at those basic ones, you're pretty safe. You can start assuming that if you see any one of those, they are not what I'd consider natural or, you know, good quality skin food products for the body. Kim, is there any products that um, that are possibly... In the products, uh, sorry, in these health skincare products, but they're not, they don't have to be listed. You know, like certain food products are obviously, if it falls under a certain percentage, they don't have to list it. So, do we need to be worried about that? Well, even like I've mentioned already, Lawrence, you know, the word perfume or um, fragrance, we know that there's a group of chemicals in there that make up a thing, and there are a group of compounds called phthalates. Now, phthalates are also the things that make 
um, plastic softest. So if you've got a, a shower curtain that's vinyl and it's bendy, then you know that that's full of phthalates. When you smell a kid's rubber toy and it's very strong, you know, that very strong rubber smell, that's phthalates. Now, you will not see the words phthalates on a label, on a bottle, but you'll see the word perfume. Mm. Now, the consumer does not know that. Uh, unless you're educated or unless you're listening to shows like this, you would not know that. And just like the word um, yeast extract is another name for MS. When I see the word perfume, I just know instantly you've probably got between 300 and 600 chemicals. I ain't putting that near me, especially when you've got the most amazing alternatives called essential oils. And they are pure plant extracts that come from a plant that it's extracted usually through steam distillation, no chemicals involved. And it has the most high potent smell. It has therapeutic effects in the system when we inhale in a smell like an essential oil. It has a reaction within four seconds within the body. You can inhale something like lavender and know that you're going to have a very soothing, calming effect on the system. You can inhale something like peppermint or rosemary and know that one of the major constituents in there is menthol, which is very stimulating and activating. And when you can use something like rose or jasmine or neroli, as a perfume, one drop is all you need. And, you know, people that meet me always say, oh, my gosh, you smell amazing. It's a beautiful compliment. Um, and they usually nuzzle me in my ear. And it's quite interesting, the people that touch me and, and, and hold me and things. But, but it's because they say I smell nice. And, and we know that smell is very closely linked to our emotions. So I'm thinking, well, if I smell good, I can make you feel good. So that's a good bonus. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to tell anybody about that, but now I'm all embarrassed. But uh, Kim, <laughs> Kim um, I used to wear a hunting fluid when I go to nightclubs. This is back in the day when I was studying to be a naturopath. I'd put a couple of drops of yalang yalang on my collar. And, I thought you were uh, going to say brute. <laughs> no, that's what I was. I was once a brute. No, I'm joking. But I did actually put a bit of yalang yalang on. And I found that always to be, you know, was quite a quite a good uh, hunting fluid, that one, I must say. But um, without bragging. Did you know that? Did you know that back then that, that yalang yalang is one of the most potent aphrodisiacs out there? Oh, I knew that. That's, oh, good. I, that's why I wore it. <laughs> Absolutely. Wasn't <laughs> That's why I wore it. It's. Um, it's amazing what you can learn in natural medicine, I have to say. Now, there are some things um, with these amazing, with, with, with essential oils. Now, the, the, you can actually ingest some and, of course, you can use them topically and, of course, you can burn them in, in your or aromatize them so you can put them into vaporizers or you put them into oil burners and, and they can you know, float off into the, into the atmosphere and make you feel better and, and affect your body. How have you experienced using essential oils to help your family out? What what do you use it for? There, there is not a day goes by that I've not used essential oils in twenty seven years, and I can. And Jacob always says to me, my fourteen year old, "Are you sure you're telling everyone the truth when you say that?" Um, <laughs> I promise you. I, I've never missed a day that I don't use essential oils. That's how much they mean in my life. I use them for cleaning. Yep. I use them for vaporizing. Whoever gets up in the house in our house first and foremost gets to turn on the vaporizer. They light the vaporizer, fill the top with water, yep. and they add six to eight drops of our chosen essential oils or the chosen blend of the day. We know that the, all high-quality essential oils are antiseptic and antibacterial. Some of them are even antiviral. Um, just by inhaling essential oils, that it is the one therapy that crosses the blood-brain barrier 
area, which is why there's such an instant effect. Um, we know that when we place essential oils on the skin, it has an increase in uh, protection mechanisms. So, for instance, if I'm feeling like I've got a cold coming on, I'll get out my eucalyptus, my lavender, my tea tree, my pine, my cedarwood, any one of those, or, or what I call the immune boost blend. And that is on everybody. I mean, when I travel, within seconds of sitting down on a plane, someone coughs or sneezes, and I can assure you I get my spritzer out, and I am spritzing the plane. <laughs> I do not want their bugs, and so I know. I'm giving myself an aromatic spritz of healthness. Is that a word? I'm, I'm being oh, it a is now. It is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for me, to protect me, I don't want to get sick. I don't want your bugs, and I want my body to work in its most effective way. And when you use plants or food or nutrition to help your but now I'm not saying these essential oils are the hero, but, but your body is actually the hero. These are amazing tools that support your body to do what it does best, and that is to protect it and work at its optimum. To me, I cannot imagine a day in a life without them. I use them to get pregnant. <laughs> Shall we go there? Um, <laughs> I use them. You know, that, like, how does that work? <laughs> oh, you better ask Danny that one. Just um, <laughs> <laughs> an example. You know, and there's that beautiful thing called um, odour association. You know, you only have to think, you, know, you, you can smell a smell today that maybe you smelt as a child yes. and it evokes memories that nothing else in the world will. Sometimes music can do that to you, um, but particularly smell can take you to a time and a place. Um, my daughter uses the essential oils, basil, rosemary and lemon for when she's studying. I mean, that's a potent blend for studying. And then on the day of the exam, so, so when she's studying, we'll put a vaporizer on with those oils in it. That smell is working into her brain and into her system as she's studying while she's confident and her books are open. Then on the day of the exam, she'll do a body boost with those oils. She'll put a drop of those oils on a tissue. And I'll always say to her, honey, take three three deep breaths before you start to open that paper and she'll sit there, she'll sniff on her tissue, she'll take three deep breaths and of course that odour association or aromatic anchoring takes her back into her bedroom when she's studying, when the books are open, that confidence by taking three deep breaths we're relaxing the diaphragm and and she's studying and, and, and also she's doing the exam with this this, this comfort, if there's such a word with associated to exams. But yeah. I think when it's that powerful and, and my children, you know, they they come to me and they say, Mum, I need some lavender. I'm not sleeping very well. Or or Jacob calls when he was five, he called this blend his speed drops because he wanted to win the cross country. And still to this day, he'll come to me for rosemary, lemon and black pepper, which we call speed drops. And he'll put that on when he's going out for his rugby game. Or, of course, I probably shouldn't say that because he's now 14 and it's not cool, but but, but you know, <laughs> he's the one who doesn't actually smell like all the other guys, right? So, <laughs> okay, I do actually have a question about your daughter because your daughter obviously is a you know a very talented dancer. I mean, obviously there will be some stress, especially when it comes to performance and stuff um, when she goes out there and dances. Is there you know for the listeners who are, you know maybe you know under stress and, and those type of circumstances, what, what would you use? You've probably heard of the bark flower remedies called Rescue Remedy, which is a it's a beautiful group of bark flowers that you can use, and you can buy that at a health food store or pharmacy. Love She'll that. use that. 
But the bark flower remedy in aromatherapy is an oil called neroli, which is the orange blossom. So neroli is a very important oil for us in our house. It's quite an expensive oil, so I'll buy it or I'll usually use it in a blend. Or even lavender. I mean, lavender to me is your first aid kit in a bottle. It is your dream mum in a hug. It is, it's just the number one oil that I, if you ever didn't know where to start, it's highly antiseptic, it's antibacterial, it's soothing for the mind, for those of us that worry or don't sleep very well. You know, to me, at, at $29, $30 a bottle, you are bringing into the home one of nature's most greatest, you know, well-being oils you could ever use in the home. So to me, it's very basic. You don't have to get complicated. If I was to give you a couple of oils to start with, to me, lavender, tea tree, eucalyptus, um, bergamot's very good for nervousness. As I said before, basil's fantastic for focus and clarity. And, and you know, I use these oils. So basil, for instance, I just made a whole lot of seed crackers today, which is my quick go-to snack during the week when I don't have time to cook. So I'll always make them on a Sunday. And I placed two drops of my basil oil in there because I didn't have any fresh basil. So I use my oils in cooking. Um, when I make my chocolate, there's nothing better than adding peppermint or orange or lime oil to that chocolate. And, you know, there's just so many beautiful ways you can use essential oils. But you've just got to be careful, Damien, when you were talking about taking them orally. I mean, down under, we're not actually allowed to... Um, recommend internal application of essential oils. They use it a lot in Europe, but in down under we're not allowed to, except obviously in cooking or situations. But um, so for me, using it definitely in a bath or a spritzer or a vaporizer. But, but just being aware, they're highly potent. They're a hundred times more concentrated than the plant or the source they've come from. So you know you've got to be careful. Just because it's a natural therapy doesn't mean to say you go willy nilly and just start. You know, oh my gosh, my kids aren't sleeping and douse them in a bottle of lavender. It's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, great point. Great point. But coming back to that, because we're nearly finished. We're nearly done. We're 28 minutes in and we're going to have to close off in a second. But I just thought that what I might do, Kim, is because there's a whole list of there's truckloads of questions. But there are people out there going, oh, I wonder if essential oils will work for this. I wonder if essential oils will work for this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask a number of different um, conditions or situations that you might have used essential oils for for your family um, successfully. So it's not prescription for anybody else out there. Of course, if anybody's got these, you know, conditions, then you need to go seek the uh, the health um, information from somebody else. But Kim has used these things, uh, used essential oils for these things. So can I can I move on? Yes. All right. Common cold. Eucalyptus, lavender, pine. You use those with your family. Yeah, I mean, I've made up a, a blend of oils called Immune Boost, which has all of those in it. So to me, it's people will forget this, but they'll remember Immune Boost. So oh, I tend to use, that's why I made blends to make it easy for people. So to me, it's Immune Boost, which has got those oils in it. All right, no worries. What about constipation? <laughs> Fennel, grapefruit, lavender, anything that's calming and soothing to the digestive tract. You know, just by placing one drop of lavender, one drop of grapefruit and one drop of fennel yep. into a little bit of carrier oil and massaging that into a clockwise direction into the lower abdominal tummy, yep, nice. you, know, you can actually have an incredible – and drinking lots of water. Obviously, it's not going to – the minute you put that on, all of a sudden you're going to go number two. Go, bang. <laughs> oh, would that be good? Talk about poo. That would be amazing. That would be great. So – you mentioned before clarity, so when you're studying um, for memory or attention, we know that. What about for sleeping? Uh, we, we mentioned that a little bit before, so we know for insomnia that tends to work. What about for high levels of stress? A little bit of stress, yes, but what about high levels of stress? 
Um, again, you'd want to go for then aroli. Remember, I was talking about that. That's a very good oil. Bergamot's a very good oil for stress and levels. I mean, the, the New Zealand cricket team used to. Some of the boys would come up to me as they were going out to bat, and they'd go, "Kim, chuck us some bergamot on my shoulder." I mean, this is how beautiful it is oh. when men don't mind. So I'd be. That was when they were stressed facing the Australian bowlers, right? That's what was going on. Yeah. Yes, well, and, and obviously it didn't work for Danny when he was batting. I knew you were going to try and get something in there. Oh, I had to get something in there. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get something in there. And one last one. What about mouth ulcers? Can you use it for mouth ulcers? Myrrh is a fantastic oil for mouth ulcers and tea tree. I mean, those two oils are very, very antiseptic. So, and they have antiviral qualities as well. Nice, nice. Now, Brett and, uh, wants to say Kim, thank you. Well, Kim, I just want to say that, uh, you know, you're talking about sort of blokey cricketers using the stuff, and, and I'm a bit of a blokey bloke, and so for me, using essential oils was never something that I'd really considered or used a lot, but I just wanted to say that I know for me last year, I had a pretty stressful year last year, had a fair bit going on, and you're an amazing support to me in that time, and I, I thank you for that emotional support, but also in terms of the oils, you gave me a few of the oils and a few recommendations, and I actually did start using them, Kim, and I just want to say that they actually did work amazingly well. And so uh, for all the blokey blokes out there thinking, oh, I don't know if this is for me, I just want to say that it actually does work and it's actually okay. Like you don't like die or fall apart because you started using essential oils. So just mm. a bit of a plug bit of a plug there for you, Kim. Is, it, is there a man fragrance? Like is there a man I combination? I say, Damien, for you, the blend romance and intimacy, ylang ylang, orange and patchouli. It should come with a warning, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what Brett's going to be using right now. <laughs> I, actually, I actually was burning that last night, I could you not. No, wear it. Wear it. Have to wear it. Yeah, you need wear to wear it. it. Wear it to the gym. Wear it to practice. Wear it everywhere. Be careful. Go hunting. Go hunting. So, Kim, um, if, we, if people want to find out more information about you, where should they go? Well, I have two websites, like chocolateforwomen.com, which is my play site where I talk about exercise and nutrition and I post recipes a day and wads a day, workouts of the day because I'm also a personal trainer. Um, and then also my beautiful chemical-free range of oils and skincare, which is 28.com. So the word 20 and then the number 8.com. And I'd be very happy to play with you on Instagram, Pinterest, and, and obviously Facebook. But, you know, I'm very happy to also answer questions. And anybody that's interested and they'd like a list of those chemicals, then maybe I could give that to you guys to post on your Facebook page, um, the list of chemicals and additives to avoid in food. But also, if you're interested in the chemicals and additives to avoid in skincare and personal care products, then I'd love to share that with you guys so that people can check their, their bathrooms and their pantries. Oh, that would be awesome. Thank you so much, Kim. I mean, great interview. Thank you for so much uh, for the information. And uh, yes, she's the uh, social media guru within the Wellness Couch. She's uh, hashtagging everything. And <laughs> so she can definitely find her um, everywhere on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and so on and so forth. So guys, check her out. Check out those two websites. And uh, while you're on Facebook, go like us on Facebook for the Wellness Guys and the Wellness Couch. Share this podcast with your friends and your families and other strangers you think that need a wellness update. And make sure you go to iTunes, subscribe to us while you're there leave us a five-star rating and leave us a comment on itunes thank you kim so much really appreciate for all your time and expertise until next week begin creating wellness into your lives lead by example and let's change the world's health together this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.